0: Revival Exposure Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it! Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Open your Bibles in Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. and i want to talk to you today about standing with christ standing with christ amen i believe that you and i must come to understand that our faith is grounded in the lord and in his word not with circumstances not with people not with movements not with trends but our faith must be grounded in the lord i've said here before that our vision is to cause people to draw them into a relationship with christ drawing people to a relationship with christ because people need a relationship with jesus if you come to church it's all good it's wonderful but if you're not truly born again and have a relationship with the lord you're just wasting your time amen but if you come to church and you develop a relationship with christ and his word if you love jesus you're going to love his word if you love him you're going to love his word and you're going to love the father Jesus said if you see me you see the father it's impossible for you to love Christ and not love his word not follow his word if you're not a follower of the word of Christ you don't love Jesus amen and so I believe that the church must come to realization that we need a stronger foundation in the word and with Christ and go to Hebrews chapter 12 with me verses 1 and 2 if you dare say amen amen Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnare us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus. Say, looking unto Jesus. Say, looking unto Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want you to realize this. Uh, Many believe that Paul wrote Hebrews. The author of Hebrews is saying here that we are running a race. Amen? We are running a race. We all are running a race. And in this race, we must lay aside, remove every Weight and the sin which so easily ensnares, and let us run with endurance. He's talking about a race, and he's saying that we need something called endurance in the race. What does it mean? Sometimes the heat will be strong. Have you ever seen uh, long races or marathons where people are running, they've trained for a long time, they don't just like you know get up and go, they train for several months before they actually run the marathon can you imagine i'm not in the physical shape right now that i could run a marathon i guarantee you that and i just you know wake up tomorrow morning and say i'm going to run a marathon guess what's going to happen i mean i, I may faint amen i may i may be like really weak why i did not prepare for it And the Apostle Paul is giving the instruction to the church or or, or the author of Hebrews. I may say Apostle Paul because many believe he wrote the book of Hebrews, even though it's not solid for sure, but many people believe. Uh, But uh, the the author is saying this, we are all running a race. And in this race, we must be secure that we lay aside the weight. Why weight? Can you imagine running a race is already hard by itself? Can you imagine running with a lot of baggage on your a luggage? I remember my first trip to Europe, my first mission trip to Europe. I was not experienced with these things of traveling. So I went and I was all excited and I, and I thought I was going to spend two weeks on the road. And I just put a lot of a lot of clothes, a lot of things that I didn't need all in there. And I, I had a, a heavy... Horrible, ugly luggage that was like this size, and I I was carrying so much weight, and then I had some guitar that some pastor asked me to bring to somebody, and I had something else, and I had a laptop, and I had all, the, and I had so much weight, and I was all excited. I'm going to the mission trip, and I was had so much weight on, and then me and a friend of mine uh, had to take a bus from uh, from uh, France to Portugal, and. I remember uh, when we were uh, planning to go to the station, the pastor said, you know, I cannot take you guys there. I'm sorry. Just like go by yourselves. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, look at how much luggage I have. And then I, I realized that I had to take, we had to take a, 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 a walk to the bus station to go to another bus station to get the bus that would take us to the place that we needed to be. And. And we didn't have a ride so i realized that my goodness i'm in trouble look what i have i have so much weight on me i'm so oh my goodness i'm like how can i how can i be so such a fool to bring all this stuff when i didn't know that i could be in a position like this a situation like this where i have so much luggage and i have to you know walk and run and then on top of it it was raining so I found myself full of luggage, full of weight with a guitar and everything. And my friend was also so many, he was trying to help me. And we we're like all dragging ourselves and had, had such a horrible time just to get to the bus station. And I thought to myself, wow, that's terrible. Next time I'm going to think really well what I'm going to take. Because in a mission trip, you never know what's going to happen. I thought that I would have a ride. But the pastor said last minute, I cannot take you. Just go get the bus. That was like over 10 years ago. That was 11 years, 10 years ago. Um, You know, Uh, and I didn't know anybody there. Uh, The the town was really small. There was barely any taxi or anything like that. That's why we we had to take the bus, you know. Um, But I found myself in a situation where I had a lot of weight and I had a journey to to, um, not run. Because we're not running, but I had a journey to walk and in the rain, and I realized it's really hard to walk with weight. Now, the author of Hebrews said this, you're running a race. If you're running a race, you better leave all the weight because you're going to get in trouble. And by the time that I got to the, to the station, I was so worn out already and we had not even started the journey, <laughs> the, the bus journey. Amen to go to the city that we need to go. And I was already worn out. Why? Because of the weight. Some of you are carrying so much luggage. You carrying so much emotional weight. You carrying so much spiritual weight. You got demonic weight. You got oppression. You got depression. You carrying so much weight and you're trying to run the race. And the sun is really hot and you got all the luggage or the rain is really troubling you and you got all the luggage. You got all the weight. You need to get rid of the weight so you can run the race easily. Now what is the weight Hermes? The weight It's not necessarily sin but the weight is worry the cares of this world concerns family problems family issues fear can be a weight anxiety can be a weight financial problems can be a weight things that come and if you do not not take care of this, your race with Christ will be very difficult and it's always going to seem like you're running out of air and like, oh my goodness, I'm trying to make it and you're going to be always surviving the survival mode and God does not want us to walk in the survival mode. He wants us to walk with life and life in abundance, amen. And so the, the author is saying, uh, we, ha- we got to have endurance, why endurance? Because the race is not always easy there are some uh, things that and have you ever seen people running marathons what do they do there are some people that are there with water and they give them and they like if it's too hot they, they throw water into them and they drink the water what is that the refreshing the refreshing for the those who are running and by the same way the holy spirit is sending angels with water from the presence of god that's gonna uh, pour, you gotta, you, but you got to take the water and you got to pour it out on you you got to take it amen you got to receive and you got to pour it out and so there's a race and that race uh, it requires endurance and then he says looking unto Jesus in the race you got to run with the right attitude and the right perspective always looking at the right point which is Christ himself the moment you take your eyes off What happens you may fail a perfect example of this is peter peter was in the boat and then jesus showed up how you remember that passage and then he said is it you lord if it is you let me go i want to meet you right there where you are and i'll walk on the water too and a lot of people criticized peter because he he later was you know drowning but at least he walked on water all the other disciples were just watching amen and, and 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 everybody was just watching and then he was drowning but at least Peter was walking on water amen and so the moment he took his eyes off Christ what happened he began to go down as long as he was he had his eyes fit on Christ he was standing The waves were the same the the water was moving the same but as long as his eyes were set on christ he was standing the moment he took his eyes off what happened he began to drown who is jesus in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god jesus is the word in other words jesus was the word of god made flesh Peter had his eyes on the word. As long as he had his eyes on the living word, he was standing strong in the midst of the waves and the midst of the of, of the winds. The moment he took his eyes off the word, he he began to look at some other place. That's the moment he began to sink. And I believe in this hour we're living in, we must be taking our eyes and setting looking unto Jesus looking unto the word looking unto the uh, 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 never failing word of God that never fails and looking unto Christ himself because if we look at other places we shall also drown some of you may have heard some famous Christian celebrities have denied their faith recently and 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 not just backslide backslidden but they have denied their faith altogether amen because some people fall into sin and they just you know are, are, live entangled with sin but there's a different level which means that people that once claimed to serve god they now proclaim they're not christians anymore and they're departing from the faith and some of them had many f- followers they have many followers on social media and everything. And they are proclaiming, you know what, I'm not a Christian anymore. I don't believe in God anymore. And all this, this stuff. And so some people get really shaky about these things. They're like, oh my goodness, so-and-so denied their faith. Some of these people are not even Christians in the first place. They just learned the right lingo, the right word, the right way to communicate, the right thing, the right market that they developed. And they sold millions of CDs or they sold uh, millions of copies of books and they made themselves a fortune. And after that, they said, you know what, I don't need it anymore. And so they just moved on. And so what happens is some people, do, they have no endurance. They're not looking unto Jesus. They're not looking unto the word. They're going to look at these people and say, you know what, I'm going to drown too because if so and so is doing that then who am i look at me i'm not a famous celebrity or a famous this so who am i i'm going to drown as well in this moment listen to me you need to set your faith together set your faith on jesus himself and the word of god only period so that way all these things that are happening out there are not going to affect you and recently there was another scandal with another minister amen who had other scandals in the past. And and, and I'm not the one to be pointing the finger, but, and then so people nowadays, they say this, oh, you know, you're not supposed to judge. Nobody's perfect. Okay, but nobody's perfect, and you're not supposed to judge has been used to excuse perversion and all kinds of evil, and people just swallow that because you're not supposed to judge. No, I am supposed to judge according to the word. Jesus said, do not judge by the outward appearance right but you can judge things by the word of god every day you make judgments you make judgments about the clothes you wear when you came here this morning you spent at least especially the ladies you i don't don't spend any any minute you know just like you get the shirt and that's it but uh ladies are different amen so you're like is this good is this (laughs) amen so they're a little bit different you're you're a little, little bit more selective when you go someplace you spend some time judging which shirt or which outfit you'd wear. Am I right? So you have judgment about where you work. You have judgment about uh, the things that you eat. You judge things. I mean, it it is different kind of judgment, but it's still judgment. You discern things to do a certain way. So you have all the right. The Bible says, test all things and hold on to which is good. Why test? You're judging according to the word amen and so uh people in the modern church they have uh embraced a faith that allows everything in the name of love we're supposed to love yeah love but God is still righteous he's still judge of the living and the dead he still judges sin amen unrepentant sin especially oh but david yeah david he lost a son he lost he he lost a baby amen next time you you use david to justify sin remember that he lost a baby amen hallelujah and then the the lord said that the sword not depart from his house so people say oh but david yeah are you okay you want to justify yourself with david then remember the sword that came to his house and never departed and remember the consequence that he suffered Amen. Even his generation, before you begin to say about David. So people have used all kinds of excuse to, to justify perverse behavior and things that have nothing to do with Christianity. Amen. Uh, and say, oh, you know, but we got to love, we got to embrace and, and let the minister minister. There are still qualifications for a New Testament minister that are still in the Bible. Amen? And why am I saying that? Because if you and I are not secure of what the Bible says, we're going to follow what everybody else is saying. But everybody else is doing. It. You're not everybody. You set apart. You're peculiar people. You're holy unto the Lord. You're separated from the world. You're called for such a time as this to manifest His glory, manifest as power. So you're not everybody. Amen? Everybody else is doing it. I'm not everybody. I'm not called to be like everybody everybody else is doing it. everybody um, yeah everybody in the world is going to hell they don't have Jesus are you going with them narrow is the way that leads to salvation wide is the gate that leads to destruction you got to remember that hallelujah why am I saying this because in this current situation we're living in there are many spirits that were sent by the enemy to deceive God's people and every spirit that does not hold on to biblical teaching has to go out. You got to cut off. If you want to run the race effectively, hallelujah, praise the Lord. But Hermes, what about love? Yes, love is part of it. Law, there's, there's discipline that comes from love. If you have children, imagine if you just let your kids do whatever they want. What in the world are you going to raise? Imagine this. Okay, I, I want to do whatever I want, sleep whenever I want, eat whatever I want, go whatever I want, do whatever I want. Guess what kind of child you're going to raise up? When there are teenagers, I'm telling you, you're going to be in trouble. Why? Because when kids learn no boundaries, it's very dangerous. But if you discipline them, what happens? You're going to mold their character and you're gonna mold their education you're gonna mold the way they behave the way they are polite the way they grow their their values you're gonna shape when god gives you a child he's giving you somebody that you can work with and you're gonna imprint some things into them that are gonna last for life discipline is part of it with god it's the same his love still carries correction discipline is part of the gospel now when you try to remove that because you know, it's love you, you just don't know what love is you're living in a different kind of world what world are you living with Amen. I mean living in amen I you're you're some some people i'm telling you they're just full of perversion full of uh things and 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 ministering oh it's minister no just shut up you're full of devils just sit down and get delivered seriously I've seen one minister full of perversion oh we got to understand no we got to understand nothing sit down and be free from devils in Jesus name hallelujah you follow the devil oh let let me travel a minute no and listen to this right now in jesus name uh you gotta be able to discern that otherwise you're gonna fall prey for this kind of things you're gonna fall prey for for what, what the devil is saying for what the devil is doing in the name of god the bible says very clearly that in the latter days many shall follow doctrines of demons let's go for that scripture first timothy chapter 4. I want to show you in the scripture because Paul prophesied that thousands of years ago what was going to happen and it's happening right now. And some people don't like that kind of preaching. They're like, oh, you know, we're supposed to love. You just don't know what love is. Seriously. You don't know who God is even. Because one thing that must be restored to church today, fear of God. Fear of God must be restored today and 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 god is going to deal with everybody who is trying to pervert his word using twisting scriptures to give license to perverse behavior and and say oh you know it's normal it's human nature no it's not it's human nature yeah but you're supposed to be a new creation Hallelujah. And I, and there's a balance with this where you must have grace, you must have mercy, you must have understanding that people fail. I understand that. And you can restore them, but with the right attitude, not like it's okay. Does that make sense? It's not somebody's sin, you're going to kill them? No, of course not. You're supposed to restore them, love them, forgive. Yes. But there's a place in God where there must be a separation and a right understanding what is holy, what is profane. Let's go for that scripture. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy having their own conscience seared with a hot iron forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth for every creature of God is good and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving he's saying in the spirit understand this the spirit there was not Paul here the spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith some will leave the faith and what's going to happen giving heed to deceiving spirits now if he mentioned deceiving spirits these spirits are real and they operate we've learned here on Tuesday that are There's a spiritual realm, and the spiritual realm is as real as the physical realm. And what happens in the physical realm is a result of what happens in the spiritual realm. So the Apostle Paul is saying that the spirit is saying that some will give heed or give attention to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons speaking lies in hypocrisy having their own conscience seared with a hot iron so you got to understand this there are some people today in the church who have their conscience seared as with a hot iron. what does that mean the world does not touch them anymore they have gone so deep into a sinful lifestyle they have gone so deep into depravity and perversion that whatever they hear it doesn't touch them anymore hallelujah and what happens when the true spirit of God comes he's going to expose every evil he's going to expose every perversion he's going to expose everything and and we are in a season where God is drawing the line of the sand and he's separating what is holy what is profane we're living and and, and listen to me right now understand my heart God is giving people time to repent And he's saying, I want you to serve me, but you got to make up your mind. Who do you want to serve? Do I want to belong to Jesus or I want to belong to the world? You got to be radical and say, you know, if I belong to Jesus, I want to be as filled with the Holy Spirit as I can be. I want to speak the truth. I want to have a heart full of truth, full of love. But the love of God carries also the righteousness of God. You can't separate the love from the justice. They work together. Grace is not an excuse to sin. Grace is the power of God that allows you to live in obedience. The reason why you and I can stand without sin. You know why? Because of the grace of God. If God removed his grace from our lives, we would all be lost. All of us. All of us would be lost. If God removed his grace for a little bit, we go... The wrong road what is the grace of God it is the power of God that allows us to live in obedience God's power says you know what I'm gonna touch Linda I'm gonna touch Melissa I'm gonna reveal my gospel reveal my grace and I'm gonna empower them to be forgiven and to live free it is not a license you know I can do whatever I want that's just that's not the gospel And then the apostle said, they'll give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. What what is doctrine? It's teaching. So there is a teaching that is perverse. There is a teaching that is demonic. There is a teaching that comes straight from the devil. And how is that teaching Hermes? It comes from the Bible, but it's twisted. That's why it's important what kind of teaching you listen to. It is important what kind of preacher you listen to. It is important what kind of church you go to. it's all the same no it is not all the same you got to make sure does it stand to the real true word of god does it speak the truth does it does it negotiate the truth or compromise the truth does it carry the anointing does it set people free you gotta put all in this consideration does it carry the presence of god does it carry the fear of the lord because if if it doesn't throw it away some will depart from the faith it's happening right now they'll give heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons what is doctrines of demons it's saying you know everything is permissible i can do everything I, I'm, I'm with christ no you're not we are with the devil amen praise the lord hallelujah and i believe that some of the church is deceived is deceived and have accepted tolerated perverse things in the name of the lord It is not just a sin when you do it. It is also a sin when you approve of it. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's in Romans chapter 1. You can read that God's going to judge those who do it, but also those who approve of it. And so when you and I approve what is wrong, when you and I stand by, that's why I said stand with Christ, because when you stand with what is wrong, you're putting yourself in the same position. What happens for example if if some if you have a friend and that friend went, went to kill someone and you were in the car with him and he knew what's going to happen and then that you didn't kill the person but your friend did what would happen in court Huh You'd be accessory, accessory. you'd be guilty by association You'd be in trouble too why I didn't kill anybody it was my friend but you were there you knew what he was doing and you were there just following that so by the same way Uh, when people receive these teachings and they embrace these teachings and they embrace these preachers who want to tickle their ears and and they know you can do that you can do this no problem it's it's just fine when you embrace that you're an accessory of sinful lifestyle by association because you're going the car along and even though you're not doing you're approving of it hallelujah i know it's not a popular teaching that people want to hear but it's the truth I'd rather preach the truth and amen preach the truth I don't like it and I'm not preaching for you to like it I'm preaching for you to be changed and transformed amen it's not it's not about oh you know uh, some church have become like, like the supermarket you know I, I want to attract the people and give them what they want no give them what they need don't just give you what they want give you what they need sometimes how many remember when you were children you had to take some shots and vaccines how many like that did you like it yes of course not but some stuff was necessary then you're like you know what even though i don't like it i need to i need to get some of you just need to get a shot of the word of god and it's gonna it's gonna feel bad at first it's gonna confront you like oh i didn't like that word but it doesn't matter it's good for you it's like medicine huh man it's like medicine to your body you some how many have ever tasted medicine that was really bad you're like man that's like oh i don't like that but then it, it at the end of the day it made you feel good that's how the word of god is sometimes you're gonna be like mm, i don't like that it's confronting my sin but at the end of the day it's gonna it's, it's gonna recover. it's gonna set you free it's gonna deliver you it's gonna produce a good fruit in your life you're gonna be like wow i'm glad that i received that word so sometimes the word of god will come and it will shake everything it will shake your foundation it will shake your feelings it will, it will shake everything that you stand on but i'm i'm telling you it's good it's good hallelujah Whew. so stand with christ what, what what does what does it mean i need to get into the word know the word know the word why because when people speak all kinds of evil it's just when it go down to the root of it they don't know the word they don't know the bible speaking about ministers people just say you know what god forgives i remember a a case i'm not going to say any names but a case a couple years ago some years ago um, of a minister in georgia he was very famous very famous minister his church had twenty five thousand members Amen. He was he had private jet, had everything. Uh, in the natural, going for him. You're like, man, God is blessing him. See how our perception sometimes can be so wrong. God is blessing him. He has a church of twenty five thousand members. Well, yeah, right. God is blessing him. Yeah. Oh, he's got a TV program is everywhere. He's got a book that is a New York Times bestseller. He's got this. He's got that. Amen. But you know what that minister was doing? I'm not, I'm not saying any like hearsay or any gossip. It was Proven facts: He was raping young boys that were attached to him. He didn't have a father, didn't know a father figure. So he'd he'd go and you know be like friends with them and give them cars and give them money and give them everything and invite them into trips with their private jet and everything. And he was doing all these horrible stuff. And so. Later on, all these boys, when they were older, they came up and they said, you know, he did this and he did that. And, and they proved with pictures. They proved with all the kind of information. It was not a hearsay gossip. It was proven fact. Amen. There's something about rumors and there's something about proven fact. So this was a proven fact. So they went to court. They went everything. They, the minister gave them money and blah, blah. Paid a whole bunch of people. Anyway, he got out. Uh, 12,000 people left his church. 12,500 left, half of the church left. Half of the church stayed. And I was talking to a friend of mine about this, and I said, You know, how horrible this is. It's a shame. And then he said, You know, people shouldn't have left the church. They didn't need to forgive the pastors. Like, so what? You're talking about a criminal. I mean, you got to understand, you got to understand about consequence, you got to understand about, about living for God, you got to understand about, I mean, people take this forgiveness thing into a territory that is not even biblical. Amen. Oh, you know, listen, the Apostle Paul, for example, First Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 5, read what he said. He said, some of these people should not even eat with them, not with the world. Cause if they were if you're gonna do that with the world you're not gonna do it with anybody but he said some of these people who claim themselves to be brothers and sisters in the lord you should not even eat with these people so th- this minister from georgia what happened number no, what, what happened at first he escaped in court because he had friends and had you know ways to to uh, bribe the law even because he had so much money and people said you know what he escaped But guess what happened? Two years later, he caught a terminal cancer and he died. That means something. When God put his hands on somebody, when God judges something, nobody can protect. Now, one thing is this. When the devil is running after you, you can rebuke him in the name of Jesus. When people are against you, you can cry, Father, look at this. This is happening. But when God himself is after you, you better watch out because nobody can help you that's what I don't want I want to always be on God's side because if the devil comes at me I rebuke him in Jesus name God authority. if somebody comes against me I can call the father and say Lord look what's happening but if God himself is after you you're done and that's what happened with the minister he he died and everybody thought you know what he, he died of a, a terrible cancer that just made him so weak and he had so much money but all the money was worth nothing at that moment He escaped from the justice of man, but he did not escape from the justice of God. Why is that? He had no fear of God. No fear of God. And that's what I believe that if we want to look unto Jesus, there's something that must be restored in our hearts, the fear of the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Do you you want to live a a righteous life, a good life? Fear, Fear the Lord. Respect him honor him and some people will say but it was just 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 the heart i've seen people say it is just the heart he didn't do anything god looks even in our thoughts even our heart's intentions he knows uh, uh, he knows every depth of our hearts amen what does it say in the book of mark out of the heart proceeds murder theft uh, adultery fornication all kinds of evil out of the heart so it started the heart so we got to check our hearts I'm not trying to say you know what if if you slip into something then God's going to strike you dead but listen you got to watch out what develops in there because some people they get so so inflated with what the devil is feeding them and they commune with the devil they begin, to, they begin to have a merge of what the devil is saying, what they think. And they and then they begin to commune with the enemy, like day after day. And then what, what, what are they going to produce? They're going to produce that. Whatever you fill your heart with, that's what's going to come out of you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> isn't, isn't, I mean, sometimes people don't want to preach that. Right? It's too offensive. So what? Preach the truth. The truth will change people. A watered-down gospel will change nobody. It will fail churches, but it will not change anybody. Uh, amen? A water-sugar-coated gospel, watered-down, uh, made uh, a sermon that is made to tickle people's ears will even fail a church, but it will not change people. It will not heal. It will not deliver them from demonic bondage. Only the truth will set people free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I'm not just after getting numbers. I'm after getting people changed and saved and delivered. Amen? Don't just be about, I mean, numbers are important, but don't just, just be about them. Otherwise, you're going to be tricked. You walk into that church, 25,000 members, you'll be like, oh, this pastor is blessed. No, he he, he was full of the devil. Oh, he's a New York Times bestseller, so what? I don't know even where he is right now. I'm not the judge. He's not going to respond to me. But I'm just saying uh, with everything he did, I don't know how he dealt with the Lord. Amen? So uh, sometimes we have a a carnal, natural perspective into things and say, Oh, that one is a blessing. No, sometimes it's just appearance. And I'm not saying everything is big is bad because there are some big churches that are really good. And they are anointed and God is with them. But i'm just saying that don't be deceived by natural appearance because not everything that looks good is necessarily good it is what is on the inside and god is not after just producing an image that looks like something he's looking to produce something that is real on the inside of you that will manifest to the outside he's not after something fake he's not after something that is temporary he's trying to produce something in you that is eternal and will last for eternity looking unto jesus the author and the finisher of our faith the author and the finisher he's the beginning he's the end look unto him in this time don't look at so and so who fell don't look at so and so that did this that said this oh some people think if he did this then who am i no listen you are a child of god you're washed by the blood of jesus and you got the holy spirit inside of you don't look at anybody else stand strong in this hour did you pray before pray more did you worship before worship more did you give before give more did you whatever you did in the past that you've been doing that is correct and proper begin to do even more consistently and watch what what God's going to do did you come to church before come as often as you can did you hear the word hear the word of the Lord fill yourself with the word then you're going to manifest the word whatever you fill your heart with that is going to manifest out of you if you allow the deceptive teaching to fill you, you're going to manifest that. I've seen people that were really radical for Jesus. Then they begin to listen to preachers that, you know, you can do this, you can do that. You can do blah, 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 blah. Then what is coming out of their mouths? A lifestyle that is not godly. It's not righteous. All because they've listened to the wrong word. The Bible says in the latter days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons the bible says but thank god we're not one of those and we shall not be you shall not be one of those who hear you shall be the one that jesus said those belong to me they hear my voice and they they recognize my voice they they know who i am uh, they hear the father's voice and say, you know, that's the voice of my father because I've spent enough time with him to know his voice. Oh, that's, that teaching is not from the word because I've spent enough time to know what the spirit of God is saying. I've spent enough time with him to know what his voice sounds like. When you spend enough time with somebody, you know their voice from a distance. You don't need to, uh, if you if you have a husband or wife or a son or daughter or granddaughter or whatever it is, you know their voice from a distance. You don't even need to see them. You just hear way down there. You know, oh, that's my son. That's my father. That's my mother. That's my, my cousin. That's my husband, my wife. I know from a distance. Those of you who, who have a significant, significant other, like me and my wife, we're... we're completing two years of anniversary today even today when i look at her i already know what she's thinking before she says anything not because it's a revelation from god it's because i've known her i've known her so and she knows my reaction as well when i'm when i'm upset she knows from a this like you're upset at this even though i say, i didn't say a word you know why because of intimacy when you walk with the Lord in intimacy you know what his thoughts are you know what his word says you know what his voice sound, sounds like and it's going to be much harder for you to be deceived because you know the voice of God you know the word of God you know the spirit of God and you shall not listen to the voice of a stranger in this hour you know you know what you need to do strengthen your relationship with Jesus strengthen your relationship with the holy spirit because in these times we're living in there's so much deception there's so much heresy there's so much bad behavior out there and i'm not trying to scare you but i'm just saying strengthen your relationship with the lord because you shall not be offended when you see all these things happening you shall rejoice and say my lord is coming back and i'm waiting for his return and i'm Confident, I have a relationship with God. I can stand strong. I shall not fear the devil. I shall not fear evil. I shall stand strong. Stand to your feet in Jesus' name. How many know this spoke to you? Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share it with your friends. The ministry of world evangelism in the nations and building of the local church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.